Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas, live in Vegas, betting the house on Nephilim. I'm betting the entire house on Nephilim, baby. You already know they're creeping around. We got that family. They just saw some 10 foot tall, gray looking hybrid Nephilim alien beings in the back they look scared they are scared but they shouldn't be because i got the house on them baby and i'm dropping the full house and i just won another one (laughs) that's how we do it you know my man joe could tie nephilim into anything and if you don't believe it bring up something and we'll show you you know how we do it here we like to get everything out in the front don't forget to check out killthemockingbirds.com Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Sean Chris music on Instagram, Van Tesla music on Instagram, and basically just go give us one of those good five-star reviews, man. Yeah, and speaking of five-star reviews, I'm going to read one from Apple because we've been doing that every week and you guys have been killing it on the five stars on Apple and Spotify. Uh, We've got from Shadowy, Subscribe now. Come for the music. Stay for the knowledge. Time flies on this cast. Love the perspective. Original topics. Joel Thomas is a gifted songwriter and podcaster. Watch us get big. Appreciate the love. Uh, Sean and I really uh, love you guys. You guys have been showing us a lot of love. And the guests that have been coming on here have been going ape shit. And we got two guests today. Uh, I've worked with both these guys. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Paranoid American and I... Uh, do some music stuff together, which is cool. He's been doing some music video stuff for me, uh, AI art and everything. Uh, but he was also on the podcast uh, talking about Adrenochrome. So if you guys get a chance, go back and listen to that episode. And Nate, I've actually been on your podcast talking about Brotherhood of the Snake and Nephilim and all kind of weird stuff. So really excited to have both you guys on here. I know it's going to be a fun time. If you can, just give us Everybody, all your stuff up front, and then we'll just get into the weird stuff. All right. Yeah, man. Where the realities are. Thomas is my co-host. Uh, you can find all our stuff on uh, Rockfin. Uh, you can catch us on this, our socials. Like, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Everything's realities ours pod. Uh, I like to tell uh, my audience, if you guys are within, like, within an hour of Portland, I'll come drink a beer with you. So... Uh, or you can send us hate mail or fun mail at realitiesars at gmail.com. So we're real approachable. Come and talk to us. Hang out with us. Uh, yeah, we love our audience. And Thomas is working on all kinds of stuff. What do you got, buddy? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it limited. But in addition to reality czars that I, I do uh, the most often with Nate here, which is our, you know, that's that's my the fun zone where Nate gets to just like drive and I get to just like hang on to the side. But Joel mentioned we've been working on music together. If you like any of that music, you can actually look for Sound Scientist on Spotify or any other platform. Sound Scientist, I got a couple albums worth of instrumentals on there. Good to put in the background and everything. And then what else? Uh, I drop, look at this, I got stacks of them all over the place. But this is the new homunculus owner's manual that I just dropped with Juan Ayala from the one-on-one podcast. So this is brand spanking new. It just We just picked it up from the printer over the weekend. And it breaks down the whole history of homunculi, different types of homunculi, uh, ways that you can grind them up and put their blood on your feet and get magical powers, all kinds of cool shit. So... Uh, that's just a, a little sampling I would have been working on, and you can check the rest of me out at ParanoidAmerican.com, ParanoidAmerican on YouTube, Paranoid America on Twitter, Instagram, everything. AI, comic books, just a bunch of weird shit, so yeah. Yeah, great job, guys. Uh, letting everybody know where to find you, and I can just t- say, tell people from personal experience, uh, you guys are great dudes, and you got a wealth of knowledge and, and a wealth to give on all fronts, you know, all media fronts, not just podcasting. So you guys are killing it, man. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get in some weird stuff today, and like we do with all the guests, we we, we let you take the wheel, baby. Like. Take take us down some roads, and, and Sean and I are more than willing to interact with that. Well, I want to suggest Nate, you start with the uh, the transdimensional Bigfoot, and ended up in the haunted uh, Masonic Temple. Sure. We can go from there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so as far as like uh, cryptids go, as far as Bigfoot, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at as far as like flesh and blood? What do you, what do you what do you, I, I want to hear your guys' theory on Bigfoot? We're like all over the place, really. Like, I think there's some flesh and blood. I think there's interdimensional. And I think there's government, like, clonish type meat sacks. Like, I think there's like layers to it. I don't think there's like one set, like, this is what Bigfoot is. I think that's what has been told to us for a long time that it has to be flesh and blood. Me and uh, Jewel talk about it a lot, man. We've actually said it quite a bit that it annoys us that there's so many people that have been studying something for decades, like 60, 70 years, and they're still at the same conclusion they were 60 years ago they're not letting their thoughts expand yeah i'm i'm with sean on this uh i think it's a a myriad of different things right and you know i hunt these things for real so you know i was just out in uh Portland, Washington State area with Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles hunting down Bigfoot. We actually had some uh, weird interactions we're going to have for the uh, film that we put out. So uh, definitely some interactions with some beings in the woods, that's for sure. And uh, I, I think that it's a combination, right? I think you've got the flesh and blood aspect, which could still have some of this quantum physics to it because I think these beings have been around forever, man. I think they're ancient. So I think they've seen a lot, uh, you know, at least, you know, tribally, uh, it seems like there's different tribes of them too, because you've got different colors and they seem to do different things too. Uh, very similar to the ones with, uh, Wes Germer, the ones that drop down and go into a spider crawl 
all. Uh, we met several people that have been talking about that. I typically think that they all can do that. Maybe that's a way that they drop down out of sight, out of at least eye line. And again, I, I think they do slip in and out dimensionally too, but I, I think that maybe the flesh and blood versions, but then you've got, you know, the fae folk and you've got uh, the fairies out in the woods that lure people in and, and shape shift. Uh, to that point, you got shape shifters too. So you got, uh, you got uh, skinwalkers and they can manifest into different things. So I, I think it's a combination of all of it. And I think that depending on what you're running into in the woods, it could be any, it could be all of the above. When you say uh, hunting Bigfoot, I just want to clarify, does that mean that if you get a clear shot, you're you're trying to take Bigfoot out, you're going to capture him? Or is it more like bird watching uh, Bigfoot style? Depends or on like, who you like, talk to. Like, let's say you get a clear shot, right? Are you taking the shot? It, it, it depends on who you talk to on the team. So I would say that if you're talking to me, no, like I'm all about like just connecting to like what it is, you know, uh, having that for myself. I don't is, care. Is there anyone on the team that's ready to take them out? <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, I mean, if it's coming after me, that'd be a whole different story. Right. But I don't know how much, you know, if you're talking about interdimensional being, how much of a shot I got, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, I mean, it's not like we're going out in the woods, uh, unarmed. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, especially when you're digging, we deal with a lot of areas too, that have dogman sightings and stuff. And typically you don't see dogmen not being aggressive. There's never a story about them not being aggressive. Right. So Bigfoot's, uh, depending on the situation, you've, you've, there are some aggressive ones, kind of the, uh, the red haired Bigfoot tend to be a little more aggressive than some of the other ones. Uh, but if you talk to some of the other guys on the team, Thomas, yeah, they're ready to go, man. That's what they want to do. They want the evidence. They want to put it out there. Uh, I'm just not like that, man. I don't think they're, they're all bad. So at the end of the day, maybe they're just trying to chill and you're in their area and they're not real happy about it, man. They got their family there and you they're gotta just get to get like a, if you see a Bigfoot, you got to get a classic bear wrestling, bro. Like, you got to be like, you got to tussle with it. You don't got to <laughs> shoot it. Like, that's not the way to do You got to tussle yeah, with it, and then it will respect you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it will be like, you know what? I like this guy. Now, they do send <laughs> me. You just rip your arms off, but it would respect you. <laughs> they do send me out by myself a lot, though. So, I'm typically the one that goes out by myself. And this last time, I did go out unarmed uh, into the woods with some night vision cameras. And, yeah, I was definitely being followed by some some entities. So it was I've pretty wild advice from a lot of different experiencers. I've, I've talked to quite a few people and honestly, their best advice is to go unarmed. And I know that that's like a crazy thing. Cause dude, I carry my side piece too. I don't, I don't go out there without it. Uh, I, I, I was mostly anyways. Uh, but they, I've talked to a few different guys that say like, they can also read your intentions. Like there it's very much like a psychic connection, right? Where they can definitely read intentions and they're watching you. And so there's a thing where, like, like you said, we, you mentioned uh, a dogman. Dogman is fucking very aggressive. And if you go onto his territory and you have a gun with the right, with the wrong intention, uh, that could be a very dangerous situation, man. Very dangerous situation. But so, like, me and my boys, when we go Bigfoot hunting, we actually have, like, it's not like a prayer, but like we have like a focusing, like where we all sit around and we all just like focus our attention and our intention. And we try to like psychically like bond and kind of connect with what 
the Sasquatch that are there. And dude, like honestly, like they were communicating with us like telepathically. It was really interesting. Like they were definitely giving us their intention. Like there was this one area that we were looking at. This is around uh, Mount Hood, uh, around the Portland area, east of Portland. And uh, we kind of gone into this territory. We had seen a bunch of like different like trees, like kind of um, – Man, I can't remember what they call that when they're all like broken up and they're all like stacked up. You know what I'm talking about? Where they they kind of had like set up a barrier. They'd kind of set up like this is like a marker. This is a my territory kind of thing. And so like we walked in there and there was this like valley that we kind of wanted to go into. And he we kind of had this like feeling, this psychic like connection. It was like it was a male talking to us and telling us like my family's down there. If you go down there, I'm not going to like it. We had this like like this kind of weird feeling, and so we decided not to do it. It was a really, but it was a weird like communication that like we had like five guys with us. We all got the same thing. It was all it was absolutely mm. bizarre, man. Um, so as far as that goes, too, I've heard so many different stories about him being an actual flesh and blood creature. I've heard stories about like hunters being uh, like encountering a Bigfoot and them actually shooting a Bigfoot. And when they go down to get the body, the body's gone and they're met with like a man in black and a man in black will tell them like, Hey, fuck off. <laughs> you didn't see anything. Uh, but then I've also heard the stories of like a bullet passing right through them uh, or them. Uh, I love the stories about hunters um kind of seeing like a, a shimmer or like a glimmer, right? And they had just shot a deer and something like their deer is completely dead and something picks up the lifeless body. The arms are still dangling and something runs off with the deer and it looks like the deer is running away and they're saying that it's Bigfoot stealing their kills like these, like <laughs> these invisible Bigfoots. There's so many yet. So it's such a weird thing, man. You can't nail down exactly what he is or what it is. Um, and I love the idea of this maybe being flesh and blood and kind of like a, an ascended, like, because you were saying these things have been around forever. And I kind of get, I kind of have that feeling too, that these are like, uh, whatever these bloodlines, if they still procreate or they're just old beings, I don't know what the fuck they are. Uh, they might have like more touch to our like reality, to our, uh, to this universe than we do. Cause like. Maybe we chose, like, the flesh and blood, and maybe they didn't. Maybe I, I like to think that they were us or are us, and we just kind of did a deviation and a separation. And maybe they chose, like, spirit, and we chose body. I don't know, man. I think also Homo sapiens basically just, like, murdered every other... Um, like hominid, right? Like anything that was uh, somewhat close to our intelligence level on our size, we were just like, no, nah, you can't exist. This is going to have to just be us from here on out, homeboys. Yeah. Rose not big enough, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and Nate, I wanted to mention too, one of the things that I, I've really appreciated, uh, I think after we talked to Chaz of the Dead, but this one comes up and I, I love harking back to it. And people talk about how Bigfoot is followed around by UFOs. You see like the t-shirt designs and the pins. There's always like a UFO floating behind them. But that's because wherever Bigfoot goes, other paranormal things soon kind of follow. And I, and I 
to make things really simple, right? I almost put it in three categories. There's like the Bigfoot cryptids. You got like your ghosts or demons or angels or whatever. Um, and then you've kind of got aliens, which can be all these different aspects. And what I've been finding mind blowing is that talking to different people, it's like, if there's a Bigfoot sighting, there's a there's always a small group within the Bigfoot researchers that are like, keep that alien shit out of here. Don't bring up the alien shit. Don't bring up <laughs> all of the other like weird ghost shit. And then and then the vice versa, like you go to a haunted house and they're talking about ghosts and they're like, don't bring up aliens. Don't bring up cryptids. You know, that like yeah. we're, we're serious about this ghost research. And it's like for some reason, if you combine multiple angles or you say, hey, maybe it was both or maybe they're related there. It seems like it's a smaller and smaller niche of people that are willing to, I guess, you know, look at it from all those different angles simultaneously and not just put it in one bucket. Well, they want it in one bucket. It makes it easier, right? That way they can, it's like shaking what their whole belief system is. It's what we see happening constantly with this political realm. You're ripping people and they're like, no, they're so rooted and invested that they can't really critically think because they need it to be the way the haunted house is. They need it to be the way Bigfoot is. And they always want to separate it. And that's like sometimes that me and Joel probably irritate people because we're like, man, it's all connected. We think it's all, that's why it's news, paranormal conspiracies because we're like, it's all, we don't know how i can't tell you like the mapping of but everything man there's little aspects like you said thomas like little like okay well that's government experiment but how do we know that bigfoot wasn't here for a long time somebody discovered and has been you know doing research on the one that they found right that we have no nothing about but also there's like these metaphysical that could be connected with the ghosts or like is this another reality is it are we merging like these simulations there's so many different things that could be added and if you're just thinking it's only this one way you're never going to find the answer yeah and i want to throw to it like if you assume that there is a bigfoot let's put like you know for the sake of argument there's bigfoot out there it would have to be a superior intelligence some kind of extra level of thinking there's no way it would be able to be some kind of um i don't even want to say neanderthal because neanderthal might have been really smart too but it's there's no way it's just some kind of I'll mechanical animal you know, that's um yeah. you know that's just like lucked yeah. out this long I, well what's fascinating dude is like like we were talking about, like what you brought up, Thomas, is like there's sincerely like an old guard. Like I was talking to some of the old guys in the in the Bigfoot game. And the moment I brought up like that, I thought he might be psychic or interdimensional. They were just like a wall came and they were like, yeah, we're done. I'm not talking to you anymore because they're so it like it, their feet are in the ground. They're like, he's a flesh and blood creature. He's like a hominid. Yeah. They need those mud footprints, right? That's they, that's their currency. Super upset that I was bringing this up, uh, but what you were talking about, Thomas, <laughs> if he is some sort of like, uh, you know, like let's say lower intelligent kind of being, more like an animal, like compared to like the way we would have think about him, right? Is I that was actually my first theory into this is like I I was with my wife, we were in Yellowstone, actually we were in the Green, Grand Tetons at this point. And we had this uh, we had this boat ride to this place called Elk Island, and we were talking to one of the the wilderness guides, right? And they were explaining to us that if you happen to like shoot a deer, let's say you shot a deer, it would be like a ten thousand dollar fine because you're like right. But uh, let's say that a mountain lion like came out and confronted you and you shot it, that's still a ten thousand dollar fine. Or if like a fucking bear was mauling your wife to death, then you were trying to save him and you shot that, you shot the bear. Another doesn't matter. $10,000 fine. And I had heard these. 
Gotta check out, see yeah, how exactly. much uh, Bitcoin's like, worth before you take that better. shot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but the idea came to me because I had been listening to like some of these Bigfoot encounters and where this this hunter had been talking about how he'd shot a Bigfoot and then he had had this encounter with uh, the man in black. And the man in black had just like taken the body away and told him to fuck off. And it had just – they had explained to me in Yellowstone, I guess Grand Tetons at this point, they had said that every single one of their animals is chipped. And that if uh, somebody had hit a deer like a couple years back and tried to like hide and try to run away and they knew the second that deer died because they had them chipped and they had monitored and, and everything. And they said that they like shut down every entrance, every exit, and they went through every single parking lot and all the campsites and they found the car that had blood and hair and they were like, oh, it's you like gave them the fine, the whole thing. And it had just had to me is like well if bigfoot is one of these like let's say naturally occurring creatures like what if every single one of them was fucking chipped what if every single one of them was monitored what if like because there's so much of like uh like the wilderness area that is just considered like government controlled like blm land and like what if they have little like little reservations they know where this because maybe they're a communal group like a group of gorillas you know what i mean that move around in certain areas and they have them monitored and if you get anywhere near them there's going to be a black, like men in black kind of meeting you or something. And if one goes rogue, hey, Nate, his ass. I, I think that even lends to that particular type of Bigfoot may even lend to uh, a lot of what I call my meat sack theories of these uh, basically meat sacks that are built for these entities yeah. to take over. And you typically see these like white Bigfoot around these government facilities, uh, even a specific type of dogman that's around these specific facilities and i wonder if those are the type that are chipped i do think there's a different version than that right i i do think you got like meat sack entities which can go all the way to graze which are typically controlled by governments and whatever entities are working with these governments but i think that you've also got bigfoot uh that's been around for a long time and and i just did an episode with tony merkel from the confessionals about old earth and a time before adam and i and people that know me that listen to podcasts i come from a biblical angle and the way that i see it with Bigfoot, he's like this, like he's been around for billions of years. Like he's been around long before Adam, long before any of that stuff started. And I think he's seen a lot. I think he's just I, it's very wise. That particular Bigfoot now, now if we're talking about like meat sacks being created or these entities taking the form of Bigfoot, I think you're going to have different versions of that. Also to throw something to Sean too, Sean likes to say this as well. You could capture a Bigfoot, uh, a real one, right? Like from the old guard and they've probably done some sort of uh, DNA testing and they're learning how to clone him and you could have even cloned versions of these Bigfoot too. Maybe that's some of what you're talking about, these tribes that are out there that are chipped that are in these particular vicinities of these national parks because you start getting deep in these national parks, man, there is so much out there and I just know when we went hunting Dogman in these national parks and we had these run-ins uh, with whatever was out there, I mean, there were black helicopters that were flying over us just out of nowhere like a lot of right after that for almost an entire like, day for an entire day yeah man it was a, yeah they kept coming saying, by which was really weird <laughs> see that's the crazy part like yeah for sure <laughs> 
And we still don't know what it was. Like it wasn't like we saw angle. exactly. I, I'm also a Christian man. I come from the biblical angle as well. Uh, I've definitely heard uh, this one. I love this whole story of like the Isaac and Esau story. Do you, are you familiar with that angle? Where yeah, yeah, where they I am. Esau might have been actually a Bigfoot. Um, because. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting take on it. I've definitely heard that before. And I just think, uh, you know, biblically, uh, there's so much about the Bible that's uh, just it's it, we don't understand. Right. And I've done some super deep dives in the Hebrew. When you start digging into like the the Hebrew words of what some of this stuff means, it's complete opposite of a lot of what the translations that came down from the Latin to the English. And then you Just start looking at like what the Hebrews were actually talking yeah. about. It's a mystical yeah. book, man. It's, it's very, uh, to borrow from Thomas and, and, and Juan alchemical. So when you look at it from that aspect, uh, it's definitely got a lot of mysteries too. It, far beyond than what people try to box into like 6,000 years, which I, I find almost laughable, uh, especially when you look at uh, the scope of uh, uh, radiocarbon dating, which can be flawed, but like there's still some level of truth to it, right? You know, not all science is bad. So when you start looking at certain things, man, things go back billions of years, at least in my mind, they do. And I think even biblically, it talks about it too. But I do think these Bigfoot have been around since maybe the dawn of time, and maybe they've seen so much much that hey that's why they to thomas's point man like we came along we're trying to knock everything out this hominid and they just went into hiding they were like nah like we've seen this before yeah, the last <laughs> few left you know you had the last few left to nate's point though that's when you start talking about all this bigfoot stuff you can get <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what you hear. That's the last thing you hear. That's what people don't realize. This was not just a movie, man. That's the last thing you hear when you're right when they take you away. That's the that's death right there, man. That's the different kind of torture that you receive. You, you don't, don't even get a Bigfoot trophy. Something as far like, as like you know I mean? a physical explanation for Bigfoot. I love this one, man. I've talked to uh, Chris Matthew from Forbidden Knowledge News and and my other buddy. Uh, but just the whole idea. So if you look at the 411, the missing 411, right? If you look at the map of, of where these people have gone missing and then you overlap like the like underground cave systems, there's like a huge correlation. And then if you throw on top of that a Bigfoot sighting map, there's a huge fucking correlation. And I love that idea. But it might also be the men in black that grab your ass. So <laughs> it's <that's what> you <laughs> well, I want to put another some more credit on to that that telepathic idea because it sounds it sounds silly at its surface right but if you look at old alchemical texts and um i guess like the more recent one would be like rosicrucianism rosicrucians have this an oversimplification of it would be that uh human beings kind of have this individual consciousness. So each one of us can focus on what we're doing and it's like laser focus. And we like to think that we've got this like higher order of thinking, but that all other animals that are not, you know, humans, they essentially have this animal consciousness, but animal consciousness is like a pack of animals and, or like a, like a flock of birds flying, right? It's like the entire flock becomes its own super organism. And that super organism has its own thoughts and wants and desires and its own sort of reactions that supersede each individual animal and it's only humans and this is rosicrucians believe that uh humans are distinct and we're special because of that individual aspect where we don't fall into this kind of like animal consciousness but if bigfoot 
truly is a separate species or is you know somehow divided from humanity it might have like a like a one foot in each camp right it might have a little bit of individualism but could you imagine if all humans had that animal consciousness where we just kind of like knew what was happening around and you wouldn't have to read the signs or like listen to the news the same way that like a bird doesn't have to check with all of its bird friends to know when something's about to go down right Mm. so if they did have that level of thinking where they could communicate with each other it might not be like yo nate get me another beer and pass the remote it might not be just like sending messages but it's just like this feeling of like everybody move west now everyone go underground now something bad's about to happen and if you get that at a f- far enough ahead advance, like, you know, you're never going to get caught. So I, I just maybe feel like we that can do that. To it. Maybe we can do that, though. Right. Like we just don't train that muscle anymore. Right. We're we've veered away because of technology. We become lazier and and. It's you could see it like the convenience and we saw it from just the 80s to the 2000s. And I'm not talking pre, but I'm saying like how things change the fast food, everything pre-wrapped, everything pre-made, make it easier, get everything. So it kind of separates us from that. And I do like that whole idea of it because like when Eric came on here like a year ago and he talked about the Bigfoot frequency, about him being like a lot of the cloaking, maybe that he, Bigfoots are in a different frequency. I I'm sorry for dead naming Bigfoot, but um, if they're in a different <laughs> frequency, then maybe that's why we can't see them right our frequency can only see so much we can hear so much they, they know where our frequency lays at and i think yeah. they go higher lower whatever to blend in so these are like another tool in their tool bag well, that they can those- use to hide and get away from things because they've developed it because they didn't have the technology like you said they we went we veered off and went two ways and their way was kind of spiritualizing it well, and really giving it, it to it that it might not be reversible too because some of those same rosicrucian texts they basically again like way oversimplifying here but it was like we used to be able to see through our skin and we used to be able to to have all these other senses through our skin but with the discovery of fire now all of a sudden it was like it was too much and we needed to protect it and that's where it kind of like receded into where uh, Descartes would say like the pineal gland but essentially you've just got like everything moving into the brain so now your senses are you know now it's just like touches on our skin and you can feel heat but you can't necessarily see the you know see the fire anymore because that sense kind of got consolidated so it could focus more but if you still had that old version of thinking imagine if you could just like see through your skin or smell through your skin it would be a whole you know completely different existence where we're talking more about like that you know where where humans evolved so far beyond aliens we just become like balls of energy and light it's sort of like the the opposite of that it's like we started at this weird you know amorphous blob shape and then we started developing senses but those senses kind of like took away from us too i mean to exactly say what you're saying like i love this uh so russian scientists did this experiment right where they took some foxes and some of the foxes were a little bit nicer to humans. Like they would like eat food out of your hand and maybe even like lick you or something. And some of the foxes were kind of aggressive and kind of dicks and like suspicious of you, which is probably the better reaction. And so they started breeding the nicer foxes with the nicer foxes and the meaner foxes with the meaner foxes. And within like just like two or three generations, like the nicer foxes started to get like kind of like their ears like a dog. They started to like sag like a dog. They started to get spots. They started to like act like like actual canine like dogs. They started acting like dogs and the other ones, they started looking more like wolves and started getting way more aggressive. And they were more like their hair would stand up. And it's this whole idea, like, if we did separate, like, that whole, like, maybe 
Bigfoot, like I love the, I love to think that we are the same thing, but we just kind of went separate, separate directions. Like we chose the physical, they went the spiritual, and like they maybe look more like apes. Maybe that's what we were, what we used to look like, and they have different like attributes, different things about them, like different like you know characteristics and stuff that we just lost. We lost a bunch, and we are those soft little dogs because like what you're talking about, Sean, like our generations now. We're eating, like, Kellogg's cornflakes. We're eating, like, GMO bullshit. We're getting our vaccinations. We're watching, like, stupid TV. We, you know, like, like, and we're self-selecting, and we're becoming weaker and weaker. Like, you can see our testosterone going down and down and down. And maybe there, that's what Bigfoot is, all, like, yoked, 10-foot tall in the middle of the fucking forest. Like, <laughs> like, who knows, dude? I love that idea. And he still has his psychic powers. Think about this. Think about this too. When you think about the Native Americans and a lot of their stories of Bigfoot and their connection with Bigfoot tribes, it was even said that some of the Bigfoot tribes, when they had some issues with their kids, they would come to the Native Americans for help. And there was this connection between uh, both uh, of them for some odd reason. And I attribute it to the Native Americans being so in tune with nature and so in tune with the frequency, maybe, you know, we're talking about the frequency, maybe they were more open to that frequency and they were able to have that connection with Bigfoot where Bigfoot's like, Hey, and I'm not even saying just native Americans. It's just, that we know about native American stories like this, but there could have been other, uh, indigenous people all around the world or other tribes around the world that had connections with these Bigfoot creatures because they were so closer to that where that forked off. Maybe they were a little bit closer to where they forked off to say left. They were a little more left in that right leaning uh, way that they went because it, it's really crazy when you hear about the stories about the native americans and it's not really bad stories either it's more of a hey we knew they were here they knew we were here we we converged at times over things and clearly they had some sort of consciousness because they were able to speak to them at least uh telepathically right so i think that lends credence also to th them being so in tune spiritually whereas we went a whole different route and we just you know, it's look at us now. Thing think, dude, <laughs> and how could I still you think about like how someone that would we consider now like crazy, someone that we would consider to be like schizophrenic or something like if you went back a couple hundred years ago in certain spots, like they would be considered the spiritual one. They'd be the one that is like communicating with God or with angels. And they like to me, maybe they fucking are. I, I hate like I want I I try to be as compassionate as I can with with folks with mental illness because sometimes I just think that they have a better like they can see things that we can't that might actually fucking be there. I'm not like telling you right now if you're listening to this and they're like telling <laughs> something telling you kill your family, don't listen to that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's a sign though like it's something it to something hone in on, right? Like I think that's the problem like the body, right? When we're sick, why are we sick? Because we have a virus or why is our arm healing like this? It's the same thing with the mind. The mind heals different ways and we don't recognize, I think, a lot of these signs. So it's these mental illnesses and then they just shove well, dude, medicine down you and it doesn't get cured. The real, the actuality would be do? to they try to work it out. out. With those fucking medications mm -hmm. and maybe you're listening, maybe you're hearing from God. Maybe your pineal gland is open. Maybe you're hearing something. Maybe you don't know how to channel it. You're like, you're hearing so much and it's getting fucking confusing and you think you're losing your mind. 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know there's always folks that. No, I totally agree. I think that like. I really believe that, that that mental illnesses are a sign of the body trying to heal. Like you're, you're hearing these voices and now the voices part, that's a different whole rabbit hole that we could go down. But I'm saying this just yeah. like depression, anxiety, that means something's going wrong. Is it your diet? Are you not exercising enough? Are you uh, not sleeping enough, not getting enough water? These are signs like that people are looking at like, oh, I'm just depressed. But it, why are you depressed? Your body's telling you something. Your mind is trying to help you. you. The money, bro. I'm curious though. Cause- I've got a I've got a interesting question. I think so. Like, where where's everyone's um, opinions on like SSRIs? So, like, let's say you go to the okay. doctor, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, you do you do have something going on." Here's this S, you know, this uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Take this to fix you. Are you do you think that's like evil Rockefeller medicine, or I do you think, think that there's uh, like a, it, a you, yeah. you know a practical use for it, or what? Now, sorry, go ahead, I think there can. <laughs> Oh, no, I think that there could be practical uses for anything. Like I tell people all the time, like extreme cases, right? You may have to go to the hospital and get injected with, but it's for that small period of time, a month, two months to get you to where you need to start to get into the work. It's not something that you use forever. And I would say that a lot of these SSRIs, and you can correlate with like the uh, mass shootings. I bet you we could find like almost every mass shooter's probably been on SSRIs and it's probably easier in my opinion, conspiracy wise, it's like an MK Ultra modern of where you can just shove stuff down people's throats and then they get them on a Discord and you know, hey man, go to Buffalo, man, just go blow them up away in grocery store. Hundred <laughs> percent. And Thomas knows exactly that shit, dude. Because a lot of those medications were created after MK Ultra through a lot of those experiments. It's fucking wild, dude. Hundred yeah, I've I've found my opinion on them uh, fluctuate a lot. Like I, I'm not in one camp strongly or the other, but like like a good example is dementia and specifically Alzheimer's. There's certain types of Alzheimer's where you actually start hallucinating the same way that you would hallucinate on LSD. And essentially, what happens is that on most psychedelics, you're kind of overstimulating, you're saturating your 5-HT2A receptors. I think your your serotonin um, serotonin receptors. So whenever this happens, and you and you you flood them with all these extra, um, you know, like good chemicals, they kind of like flood over. And this is where you get synesthesia. This is where people claim that they can like uh, smell colors and, and see music and things like that. It's because there's just so much of this in their system that it's jumping across different neurons. And since they're all sort of centralized in the head, they can, you know, basically like splash over into your optic nerves and now you're seeing things that aren't there but there's no real backwards way to kind of solve that for alzheimer's because what happens in their body instead of them taking a drug and not saturating it they they stop giving as much serotonin to the rest of their body and dopamine so then all of a sudden they start springing up more and more of these serotonin receptors and then what happens is that little bit of serotonin that finally makes its way into their system it just overstimulates the hell out of them so then they start tripping and and freaking out um and that's i mean like that would be a permanent condition that you is would that always have to have um either maoi or ssri or something to, to treat some but of that. is there exceptions of course that's what, what i'm saying it can't be the rule it seems like it's the rule for everything you know there that's the rockefeller certain... part yeah bro that's <laughs> yeah that's, that's the, a... like oh this I'm is your you problem a use for it. like oh you're, yeah. you're you got problem down. 738b <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> how much wait what's what's yeah. your insurance oh no you're 935 a sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fascinating as shit, man. But I, I really like what you had to say, Sean, as far as like your like mental illness is like it's almost like you your body telling you that there's something wrong. It's like trying to like self-evaluate because like I mean, for me personally, like um, wh- whenever I've done like a heroic dose of like like psychedelics and things like that, it's always been a confrontation with myself. Like any like any kind of negative uh, like I don't even I've never had a bad trip. But I've had ones that are like confronting, right? Where I'm confronted with myself and a glaring fucking problem that I've been putting in my like closet. I've been putting it in the back, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, here it is, asshole. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, all right, I gotta deal with my Also you know, wear your like, pants. <laughs> one of the biggest things for me, dude, was like I was really overweight. I was really overweight. I was like three hundred pounds, dude. I was diabetic. I was like, and I had my son already and like, I was just like eating like shit. I was drinking way too much booze. I was eating pizza. I was being a fat idiot. And like, then I took like a heroic dose and I was confronted. I was taking a shower and was like, you're going to die. You fat idiot. Hey, you're you're a fat loser. You're going to die. You're killing yourself. You you had a global reset, man. Go drink another beer. (laughs) (laughs) You had a Klaus Schwab moment. Yeah, bro. You you, you Klaus Schwab yourself. Dude, it was serious. And like, but like, dude, I got my life back in order because of that fucking confrontation. And it was like, and you could like, let's say like a mental illness is some, is somebody that's like having those experiences, but without the psilocybin, like I took the cheater route and I took a bunch of fucking psilocybin and then it confronted me. <laughs> well, that's just that yeah. when you have too much buried yeah. down, that's what I look at as like, once you start going through the work, like me personally, I've been diagnosed as bipolar and I've gone through it for a long time without medication by like, it's a constant yeah. me confronting these problems that I am have to deal with. And I have to figure out what's the right method and you make mistakes, but you don't beat yourself up and you're, it's this cycle that you're building of yourself. You don't want to rip yourself down because Especially us as artists, I'm everybody that's we're all doing. We're podcasts, doing art, we're doing music. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, no, I'm saying, but that's because you buried it too deep down. But if you had already been doing the work, you would be able to be confronting yourself on the daily basis, which you're probably doing more now, right? You're like, should I do this? It's just training our brains, and we can all fall into these traps. It's very easy, Uh, you know. We get on our phone and we start feeling like shit. Things aren't going the way we want, and we get broken off on the way that we're usually getting our Every day we have a routine. Hey, we do this. And then now that a routine breaks and now we get this bad routine that has replaced our old one, it's going to affect us mentally. And it happens to me all the time. And I have to kick myself back in. Like, I'm like, oh man, I'm tripping. Like what's going on? And you don't really understand why, because then you start, oh, what was I eating? Man, I was drinking soda, man. I was eating shit. Like, you know what I mean? Then you start going, oh, I wasn't going to the gym. Now I got to reevaluate myself and become disciplined again. And I think becoming disciplined can be difficult at times when you've got yourself stuck in a pattern. So you got to break yourself out, whether it be a hero dose or whatever that, whatever wake up call someone needs, that's just to get them out of that state that they're stuck in. And that's when I could see an SSRI helping to get out of that hole, but not for a long period of time when it comes to depression, anxiety, and things of that nature. Hey, do you think, let me ask you guys a question, because I just started thinking about this and we were talking about how Bigfoot is really connected to, you know, the spiritual world, interdimensional, and you were talking about how we kind of we're, we're on a different path than Bigfoot, right? And how we've, you know, 
done a good job of dumbing ourselves down um, over the years. Uh, do you think that maybe uh, psychedelics or even some some of these uh, medications that actually tap us back into a spiritual time, and maybe that's why like our bodies freak out. Thomas, you're talking about how Rosicrucians said that we saw through our skin. Well, maybe when we're taking some of these psychedelics or when we're doing some of these things, we're regressing back to that. Or I wouldn't even use the word regressing, but we're kind of going back into that phase where we're connecting into something that maybe Bigfoot is consistently tapped into well, all the time. There's some uh, compelling research on this, too. Just like Sean was saying about falling into routines, um, like the, the psychedelic part, it's, it's fun to talk about because everyone thinks about that subjective, euphoric, hallucinating aspect of it. But there's really compelling evidence that shows that that's like this fun byproduct and you don't actually need any of that. What feels like a spiritual awakening that really what's happening is neuroplasticity, meaning that your neurons are able to like make new connections that it wouldn't have before. For. Even if, you know, you had a new idea, it's not going to be the same as if you're just getting bombarded with these signals that are forcing these new pathways to develop. But if you just are in the same routine, even if it's a good routine day in, day out, you're just kind of strengthening your existing neural pathways over and over again. And what you're not doing is helping that neuroplasticity to like make new connections constantly. So I guess the more that you find yourself into any kind of routine, but imagine if you just live in nature constantly, there's going to be some routines, but it's also a very organic, very spontaneous environment where you might not be able to necessarily fall into the exact same type of routine that a human being can, where you don't even have to leave your house for months at a time if you didn't need to. Right. So if you're out in nature constantly, that there might just be an inherent higher level of neuroplasticity where you're making these new connections, especially if you've got enough brain matter to account for all of it. Right. And that may explain why birds don't get a lot smarter. Maybe they're at capacity. But maybe if you had a human sized brain or like a dolphin or like a whale or something, um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just I'm talking shit right now. But it it seems like that aspect might be part of it and that to answer your question yeah i think psychedelics definitely help that but i i want to separate that euphoric hallucinatory like fun stanley kubrick side of psychedelics from the the neuroplasticity which it, it kind of helps along with like we just get a cool so, side effect can, oh sorry it depend on your no you're gonna go for it so i was kind of alluding to the fact that maybe like schizophrenia is like a recessive kind of trait that maybe is more like a, like what we call like schizophrenia is actually like more of a spiritual connection where you're actually able to hear and maybe kind of feel sort of things right you maybe you're more sensitive to these different sort of things but thomas you were also talking about how um like the elite right they look for specifically schizophrenic people sometimes to drink their blood before <laughs> these different effects and different things like that. And so I almost I want to tie this back to like they're trying to like get back some of those recessive traits. Like if somebody has schizophrenia, maybe they have some of those recessive traits back to the Bigfoot, back to the Nephilim. I want to tie that into there because maybe that's some Nephilim blood. Maybe that's where that came from, that spiritual side. Uh, but that is fucking fascinating to me that they are targeting schizophrenic people specifically for their blood for different like what? good things that can happen to them, like maybe like you were talking about, like cures to cancer and like uh, longer life. 
Yeah, in, in that line of thinking, it's essentially the schizophrenia at that aspect is just showing that your body can process adrenaline faster and quicker than other people's. And then the side effect is that now you've got, you know, basically adrenochrome, but all these and angelutin in your system. And that's kind of what makes you turn into a little bit of a schizophrenic. That's the general uh, argued consensus from the 30s until today. But the the advantage of that would be the offspring. So if you had two schizophrenics or two people that had dementia, they recovered from it or they have a kid. That kid might not have this. They might, they won't have the schizophrenia, but they might have all the advantages, like you mentioned. It's like and like lots of proof that people with schizophrenia in their family have less instances of cancer. When they do have cancer, it's not malignant cancer. We were talking earlier that like there's less gray hair, youth, more youthful looking appearance. Like, what does all this sound like? Right? It sounds like exactly what you would be going after if you were rich and had all the resources. Where can I get this stuff? <laughs> Alibaba, bro. AliExpress, right? <laughs> but and that, that's funny too, man. Because in the original, in the original reports, not to turn it completely into that, but in like the in like fifth, the mid fifties, I think fifty seven, there was a report that said that um, a lot of scientists discredited it as a psychedelic adrenochrome because what they were trying to experiment with was um, adrenochrome semicarbazone, which is like a stabilized table salt looking it's like a red powder it looks like but the one that was really potent i guess it only it's only stable for a fraction of the time that that stable version is and the yeah the difference between what you would call pink adrenaline versus like those dark red granules apparently that is a night and day difference to the point where so many researchers that came after the original research by um abram hoffer and and uh, henry osmond they were like no one else has the good shit like we were the only one ones that had the, the, the direct connect to this guy that knew how to make like it was adrenochrome it's not even adrenaline monkey blood <laughs> well remember when the the government first started growing weed and sending it out and it was like a joke right the people that actually got the prescription it was like two percent thc or something versus what you could go and get on the street so i think that there's a similar aspect to it uh for that but it all it all links back to these people that think uh i guess you'd say you know crazy think outside the box these like schizophrenics um that's where a lot of this attention ends up going to because i think there might be something more to it i'm not sold that they're talking to angels or they've got like a connection to some other dimension i think sometimes crazy is just crazy um but i also think that there's so much to it (laughs) i don't know Hey, I saw a guy the other day, uh, I was driving to the zoo and I just saw this guy screaming at this nothing in front of me, like two cars in front of me. And I I thought there was a car in front of that and he was a homeless guy and he had one of the signs, you know, trying to get, you know, money or whatever. And he was yelling and he turned around and he was pointing and yelling. And I'm like, here's the thing. He probably was crazy, but there's a part of me like he could have been crazy and been seeing something too. So then it was like, what if he just saw like some entity like there and he was pissed off that it was there in front of this car? And he's like, hey, man, I'm just trying to get this money, man. He's been following me around since Fourth Street and I keep seeing you. So I do think that there's, there is a piece of it where maybe that their schizophrenia is like open in some gateway to where that they could see some things that maybe the average person doesn't just because. Because their mind is messed up. They are crazy, no. but it's not taken away from that. 
but when you see crazy meat, real crazy, like you'll see like bums and be like, ah, blah, 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 and then some guy goes, hey, and they're like, oh shit, like you know what I'm saying? That's so. Have you ever seen that? Like a I bum will be like just talking like all crazy, yeah. and everybody's like it's clutching like their purses. Chicken. Yeah, and then a real, then a real dude. Like if you just yell at them, they're like, "Oh, they snap out of it." Sometimes they're like, "Oh, sorry about that, sir. Uh, we'll get out of your way real quick." You're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Man, that reminds me of a funny story, dude. Oh, you got that like, Portland one. Like I lived in Eureka, California, full of hobos. Like, and there was like crazy ones, and we would like watch them outside of our window, and we'd get to know some of the hobos by like their actions. Like there was the bullwhip guy. There was like a hobo that would like hit you with a bullwhip. He was crazy. There's a spinning lady, and she could hit you from across the street. She could spit on you. It was wild, dude. We'd watch it. But there was this one guy that would punch you in the back of the head, and he would be like, hey, hey. And then he would, like, try to, like, get at you. When you'd run away, he'd punch you. And he, he tried to – and so we just thought he was crazy. But you know what? Real crazy would just keep punching you. Like, my brother-in-law, he was he's, like, six foot five, big old Viking, Danish dude. And he was, like, in this little tiny Volvo – and crazy punch it back of the punch it guy. Like we didn't know his name, so we just gave him names. He he said, Hey, hey you and then he fucking pops out of the car like this and then you see the guy and he goes, What? And the crazy guy goes, I was just saying hey and he fucking booked it. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a different kind of crazy. Because real crazy would have been like, I don't know, tried to punch a giant, but Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's just interesting when you see those things. But funny that you guys gave nicknames to bums too. We had this one bum. We used to call him Gentleman Jim because he'd be at the uh, post office. He always hold the door. But like, what a gentleman, man! He's such a gentleman. <laughs> just for a buck, man. There was my little pony lunchbox. A like Denver, but but it's like a whole swarm. There's like 20 people <laughs> open the door for you and then follow you into the store. Hey, to the point of Bigfoot being uh, similar to us, right, and bipedal and having some connection spiritually, uh, you know, we talked about the possibility of governments capturing some of them, which I think's totally happened. We, we've heard stories about, you know, Bigfoot being hurt and them coming in. You were just talking about one being shot and men in black showing up. Here's just a thought. We started talking about adrenochrome. And, and, and these, you know, people behind the scenes that have a lot of money are willing to try a lot of stuff. So what would it be to try adrenalized blood from a Bigfoot and see how that works on a human being, especially if there's some sort of closeness within our genealogy? Uh it's just a thought. It made me think about it because we started talking about Drita Crow. We were just talking about Bigfoot. And I was like, what What would that equate to? You know, especially when you're talking about a being that may be really connected spiritually to the spiritual world. It would it would have to have some other element to it, because as I understand, uh, I think cows have the biggest ratio of adrenal gland to the rest of their body. Like, even if you were to compare Dude, human, like if you get into the, the, the economics, right? Relations. What the fuck are they well, doing? Well, I'm saying, though, if, 
if if you wanted to commercialize adrenochrome, I mean, the economic would not be the source from humans; yeah, it would be the source from cows shit. because they that's would just they would just give you. That's that fucking Hillary Clinton can afford that like virgin little <laughs> child. That she, mm, she got on tap. She got that organic shit. <laughs> well, so so this so this is a, a weird aspect of it because. I mean, on paper, it seems that it's just adrenaline that turns into adrenochrome and adrenaline and a few other things. So no matter what the source is, you can get it from any animal that's got adrenal glands. You can get it from a crocodile and it would be the exact same adrenaline, the exact same adrenochrome that you would get from a person. So it doesn't matter where it gets sourced from, um, but there could be like other variations of it right like they might have some extra little sauce to it that we don't have and there is i mean this gets into a, another weird i guess kind of cryptic angle um this guy named uh Ilyav ivanovich i think he tried to make these things called humanzies for the russians and he was trying to breed i mean that they, they say gorillas but i think he had like an orangutan from like an old circus <laughs> exhibit or something but he was basically trying to mate human beings with these orangutans and he had claimed that he had success of course the documentation now it's like no he never got there he just did some really weird freaky stuff and you know uh was witness to it but i mean if if you were able to make that super soldier that's that's one of those holy grails of military technology is to just be able to breed these like dispensable creatures the chinese could probably do it now but back then i just heard stories about him having like Russian ladies having to sleep with the fucking he's sitting there watching her going to town with the champ and he's like trying to make a humanity and he's like <laughs> yeah. they didn't have any genome of, sequencing yeah, software yeah, back then bro it was it was old school man it was candlelight <laughs> I got a I got a clip of it I actually got a clip of it watch well, I just want to drop trail and have Bigfoot come over stick his nine inch wiener in me and just have a good old time falling around in the woods. When he pulls up his breeches, leaves, and I go away a happy man. I found Bigfoot. <laughs> Was that Drew Minson? Yes. Bigfoot's real. He tried to eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's real, damn it. <laughs> and I wanted to tag something else on top of this, too, but since Joel brought up the psychedelic aspect, I'm a huge fan of the stoned ape theory, which basically says that it was like a monkey foraging, found mm. psychedelic mushrooms, ate the mushrooms, those heightened his senses. And now all of a sudden he was procreating more. Um, he was more attractive to his mates and he was able to see things a lot better at night and at certain times of the day and heightened sense of smell, everything. Um, and, and, just that psychedelic experience because it's so similar to adrenaline it also means that all the blood vessels at the edge of your skin constrict so if you were to get into a fight with someone you're not going to bleed out as easily because you're kind of like you know you're in this 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 new kind of state so there might be some kind of correlation with maybe the bigfoots were just like yo let's just go all in on mushrooms and they kind <laughs> of you know because because the, 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 the theory right this is <laughs> But the, the Stone Egg theory is that that was responsible for the quantum leap in human intelligence. That's when the surface matter of our brain basically increased like fourfold, like almost exponentially. And that's kind of what accounts for, you know, us being higher order thinkers. But imagine if there was another creature that could have like doubled it and then doubled it again. Now we're talking about, you know, super superhero type Psychic shit. communication kind of shit. Well that feels what like you, the low hanging fruit part of it, yeah. What do you guys think though of the whole like Bigfoot like being 
kind of like some people think like uh, our watcher, almost the watcher of humanity. Like there's a lot like little grains of people like they're just here to protect us. And then that's when we get into the other part is did the government co-op some or is there these intergalactical war or interdimensional war with these different Bigfoots? Like Joel was saying, there's different territories in each one that looks different acts different, right? There's some that are more aggressive. It seems like the white ones are really aggressive. And like every story I've heard about those ones, it's like nothing but bad news. Like, you know what I mean? Or close to bad news. So I'm wondering, is, do you, what is your idea? Do you think it's like this real Bigfoot fighting, maybe government clonish Bigfoots, like telepathically or physically, or is it an interdimensional battle between these beings so that are maybe I'll superior throw, to I'll us? Throw out some ideas as far as like, I've heard about those red ones. I've heard about the man eaters. That's what my buddy has talked to me about. And I just look at them like they're like, I'm a high, I'm a fucking like full individualist, dude. I'm hyper individualistic. And I think that there's no such thing as like all good people, all bad people. I think like, Every single like community, you're going to find good people, bad people. And I, I look at those people like like the man eaters. They're like the hills have eyes, kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of folks. Like those are still humans, too, but they're they're doing bad shit. Right. And you're going to find those type of people. And I find that fascinating. And as far as like interdimensional kind of stuff, like I love the idea still with those men in black. Right. So let's say like, those men in black are like tracking these these creatures. But, like, I still – I kind of look at, like, uh, Sasquatch like he's uh, almost not like a trickster entity, but he's kind of like – he's kind of like uh, a neutral chaotic where he – like, I still think, like, maybe they're tracking him and he's, like, going – like, he's shifting, like, through portals from, like, dimension to dimension. And that's why we see him sometimes and then we fucking turn around and he's gone or he's, like, you know, this whole idea. And to me – that was so much fun thinking about these men in black. Like they're a solid, like their own type, like government agency that are like watching these Bigfoot and maybe they're fucking cryptids too, man. Those men in black, like maybe like they have to like watch these guys. Like, like what if they're just like fucking wild animals? Have you heard about the three kind? Uh, like blending, like they just walk through different fucking interdimensions, and they, they really are like the men in black, like the like the movie with fucking Will Smith, where they have to like cover up all the and they have to like clean up after these like wild animals that are just fucking like roaming. Like they're in our our dimension, then they're in this one, they're in this one, they're causing problems over here, they're doing this. I don't know, dude. But as far as a war goes, I have no idea. Maybe. <laughs> You're talking about men in black being cryptids. Uh, that kind of lends to something that, you know, I've talked about before. Uh, Sean, I think we talked with Justin from Cryptids of the Corner about this. And there's actually three notable kind of big uh, men in black. You've got the human government kind that people typically say, we know that's the government. They act a certain way. But you get the ones that seem almost paranormal, like they're moving through walls. They they don't, when they talk to you, it's almost like they, they've got a skin suit on. Like they, they don't really know how to interact with people. And then you've got the kind that are typically what people consider reptilians or they're more of this advanced uh uh intelligence that's able to talk to people too and they and they tend that's when you see the reptilian eyes and they kind of shape shift you got that as well so i kind of wonder if that some of these men in black to your point would be in that realm of Bigfoot, and that's why it's easy for them to track them because they are tracking them in and out yeah, of portals. They're going through them too. Man. So yeah. yeah, so yeah. I love that. 
No, I like it. What if they're just like the bodyguards for Bigfoot? Mm. Or what if, I mean, what if Bigfoot is the man in black? Then you just would never remember seeing him, right? Bigfoot's a Nephilim, dude. Mm. Look up Harry Mary. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we're... So, so I'm oh, interested. Oh, look at Joe. I seen his eyes right there. You see, he's like, like, he's like, where were you on like Nephilim versus Anunnaki? Uh, so I've, uh, it, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So I originally, my thoughts were, you know, especially a lot of the guys that, that I read that did deep dives on Nephilim, uh, would always attribute the Anunnaki to being Nephilim. And originally that's how I thought, but the more that I dug into it, and especially when I was doing a ton of research for this old earth piece I just did, uh, I actually came to the conclusion. I don't think that the Anunnaki are Nephilim at all. I actually think that the Sumerians are talking about a time before Adam, especially when you're talking about the Ajiji because they came before man. So I think that was the pre-Adamite man. I think, I think, that the Anunnaki were fallen angels. That's my opinion on the piece. I don't think they were Nephilim. I think that, yeah, you see some of the cuneiform and how they're bigger uh, than man. But yeah, I mean, fallen angels could do whatever they want, man. They could manifest in any kind of way that they wanted to these these beings, right? So that's my take on it now. Um, however, uh, I do see somebody's side, you know, some people's take on it being Nephilim. I just don't agree with that anymore. My original thoughts, you would ask me two years ago, I would have said the Anunnaki or Nephilim. I don't think that now because uh, in in my opinion, uh, I like this uh, Ajiji being this man before man. These were, these were the times of Atlantis and all that that a lot of these cultures talk about way back. This was like the original uh, men, right? Not mankind, but the original like uh, humanoids. So I think that's what happened. And if you know anything about the story about the Ajiji, how they got into it with the Anunnaki over some waterways, basically. So they kind of had a big falling out after that. And then man was created. So that's my take on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I I do. Now, I I used to not think that. But when I started going on these deep dives over the past year, when I really started digging into older earth and like what my thoughts are on it, I don't think that they're Nephilim at all. I I just don't. I I think I think giants um, could have definitely been around in times past as well as uh, after Adam, especially, you know, in Cain's bloodline, when when the watchers did, you know, meet them on Mount Hermon and all that and met with the what 300 women and created the Nephilim. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I, I just don't think the Anunnaki were, man. I think they were talking about time way before, way before man. So what's your That's just my opinion. This is a uh, man. This is, I love this kind of a, a, a range here, this kind of like topic, but there was a guy called uh, Philo of Byblos, I think I might be pronouncing that wrong. And he's like one of the least famous Philos that, that did sort of old um, documentation of the Phoenicians, but he's got this old work that he states because, because right now, like the modern way of thinking is that these ancient cultures, they were making these stories about the procession of planets and stars, and they were kind of documenting the seasons. And that's why everything kind of aligns with, vegetation growth that a lot of these ancient gods were just personification of like you know like what they were growing throughout the year to sustain them but this guy philo was saying no well he he was (laughs) the philo was saying that 
that we don't give them enough credit. We kind of look at our ancestors and Absolutely. like, oh, they were just a bunch of idiots and they thought these planets were people. He said, no, that there were these original kings slash gods on Earth that had superpowers and that they were so enamored by these like miraculous creatures that they started naming them after the planets because it was like the the best way that I can show homage to you is name you after these huge planets that mm. we live our lives by. But that it, it wasn't that they took the planets and then turned those into gods. It was like they had the gods first and then just like named the planets after them as, as a way to yeah. give them homage. And and his studies, uh, surprisingly, have been getting more and more credit over the last century. Um, and a lot of people that were discounting his original interpretation are saying it actually comes back way, way before the Phoenicians. And this was just a story that was being carried along by them no i like that a lot thomas that's it that goes in line with a lot of the stuff that i've been studying um for sure because uh, again this is the point that i always make when people talk about um sumerians and the cuneiform tablets being the first known writing that we have let me just point that one word out known, right? We don't know what they have behind the scenes, right? They're not giving us, they're only giving us what they want to purvey into history. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what they have. We don't, we don't know all the writings that have been hidden from us over the centuries either. So we can't take that and say like, oh yeah, that's definitely the oldest writing, like no, oldest known. But even then, like it's still like history has been changed so much, you know, just even over a hundred year span, 150 year span from, you know, what we know from then to now, we really don't know. We still only know what's been trickled down to us and here we are, four guys trying to piece little pieces together to try to figure it out. <laughs> well, they, they found we a Lear in 9-11. <laughs> so they found a Lear in the last 10 years that dated um, the, the complicated, like, enhanced music back a thousand years prior to when we think we had it because there was no other explanation for an ancient culture to have a, a stringed instrument mm. so it's like every time they find and you find these discoveries and it's like oh this was found in 2017 or this happened in like 2019 and it just rewinds time back another 10,000 years here and there I mean you go through that enough times and it's like you know I went through high school in what the, the 90s and it feels like if you tried to recite some of those things that we had to, to put on the paper to get the a you get an f now right it'll be like oh you're an idiot for still thinking that it's so outdated but we're just talking in the the span of generation like your well, kids dude, to like, you i still remember being a kid and learning uh, like what i was literally taught in school about christopher columbus that he was the very first person to think that the earth was round and that everyone was afraid to go off because they thought they were going to fall off the planet and they thought that there was like these like like dragons in the fucking sea and that so you couldn't go too far and like this is literally oh i was taught in christian school so maybe i was taught in <laughs> like an archaic way but this is what it was like i have hey nate nate they fucking showed me this <laughs> nate real quick nate, nate you need to be careful nate. Go blind <laughs> you need to be careful nate man these flat earthers man butt uh-huh. cheeks getting tight right now listening to you talk about that globe <laughs> i hear them they're getting tight Dude, get my tight. fucking number one most downloaded <laughs> shows are are all flat earth fucking <laughs> like my audience is all flat earthers and so I love I give much love. You to told me that earthers. too. You and I <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> they get a little carried away from time to yeah. time. They get carried away. <laughs> but wouldn't that be interesting? Like if I have a guest on that'll talk about like the earth being around or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll hear about it. I'll get fucking uh, uh, messages. I'll get fucking emails about it. 
<laughs> I'm not throwing shade at, at, at anyone here, but I just want to say in, in a very general and broad sense, a lot of the time that the, the flat earth debates get into like math and curvature and they start reciting formulas. But more often than not, it would be something that I would I don't think they would get my change right if they were like working the cash register and I gave them cash. But they're going to tell me about like the curvature of the earth and yeah. all of these. And they're going to they're going to question, you know, Galileo and and uh, Newton. But it's like, uh, I want to see you sit down and take like a Scantron in front of me first. And let's see like where you rate. And then maybe if you can prove that like you're a mathematical genius, I'll give it more credit. But I don't know. I, that's just my own interpretation. Hey, well, what do you think would happen? Because you know how they have all these teachers now that like they're like, oh, man, they're teaching about LGBT. But what if like we start getting this wave of teachers that are like, man, world's flat, bro. Here's the curvature. <laughs> like, up, you know all of a sudden, there's going to be seats filled. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like the, the LGBT flag, it's just like a flag with like a flat earth on the back. Yeah, it's like the UN. The UN. <laughs> <laughs> it's a firmament <laughs> it's like a little snow globe <laughs> my pronouns are fake and gay <laughs> yeah and at thomas's point too uh when it comes to you know and god man when they just start spouting out all of these different uh mathematical equations you know the curvature and all that uh i i, I generally and, and maybe maybe i'm being a dick i just start kind of blocking it out then because i've already heard that a million times if you're going to come at me with that theory and I'm going to bring up a guy and he did an episode with us that was phenomenal was uh, Mario from Symbolic Studies and he broke down the rings of flat earth and he broke down a whole theory I'd never heard of like he didn't discount mm -hmm. like the heavenly bodies he had a whole way of tying it into like a whole polaric view over the centuries so that was unique to me to a point to where I was like you know, if it is, then that makes a lot of sense to me in, in a way that this doesn't. And I think that's kind of how we got to look at these things, because I'm never the one to tell you, like, the Earth's not flat, man. Listen, I've never been to Antarctica and I've never been to space, so I can't tell you for a fact, right? I can't. Now, I can tell you... What, what happens when people can start going to Antarctica and start going to space, though? I wonder how, like, where those goalposts uh, happens, start to move. Because right, right, right now, now it's so easy to be like, oh, can you go to Antarctica? Shows. And it's like... Liars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Antarctica right now, man. Like, let's book a trip. <laughs> Dude, it'd be a lot easier to discount like the flat Earth, and I don't think there would be a flat Earth movement if NASA didn't lie so fucking much. Dude, I mean, sure. that's what fuels and that's the a fact. government in general, and that's a that's fact. What fucking like created. Listen, Nate. Nobody here is discounting that we didn't go to the moon. They told us that they did. Like we know that, and I don't even think we've actually seen us actually go to the moon. Like I, I have we been? Yeah, I but I, I don't so, think dude. that we've actually I seen that. I don't think we've been yeah. to the moon since. Really? Sincerely. I don't think we've. You been don't to think the moon. we've been to the moon? I don't think we had the technology. Is the sun a hologram? Do we? I want to know yeah, if we have a local I mean, sun. I don't think we've been there. I don't think we had the technology in 1969, and I don't think we have the technology today. Sincerely, I don't think we've been to the moon. Do you, so do you think China's yeah. faking it too? And it's just like they're waiting yeah, for us to call well, their the bluff and then they'll call our bluff. And yes, then. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I think we're all just pretending. I think in it's. My 
fucking bullshit. In my opinion, the actual way to say it is like Thomas said, right? I think we faked it yes, to be like we're the, the first, war. and then we everybody the like followed suit, and then they did go, and then like they got to find. And that's just my opinion. I think that they found a way to because that whole problem was what that uh, Vanderbilt, what's that belt, that uh, radiation Van belt Allen that's belt, around, yeah. yeah, Van Allen belt. That is what I think they just needed to solve because obviously those paper mache uh, spacesuits in the 60s weren't going to go through anything. But I truly believe that they later on went and they built up all these. And then that's it's why they were possible. like, oh, we don't have this stuff Maybe to go anymore because like 90s, I think they want to push us like, away. There's no way in 1969, first try, they fucking made it to the moon. And then all of a sudden they're making like phone calls <laughs> to the White House. You know what I mean? It's crazy. That whole idea is nuts to me. But you might be right. Maybe they've been in the moon now. Sure, and we don't know. And that's like, I think that's the reason sometimes we take a little fun and poke at the flat earth people because they know. When someone yeah, says they right. know, that's when Anytime I'm like, all right, you lost me, man. Sure about On any subject. Well, what I like the most about Flat Earth is the the theories and the people that go into it is that they take that concept of question everything all the way back as far as history goes. It's like you can show yeah. them the first person that that figured out the Pythagorean theorem or the seven, you know, the 47th proposition of Euclid or whatever. And they'll be like, no, nah, those guys were lying. Like The math yeah. doesn't work out that way. They were doing that in order to trick you. And that, like to me, it's not a sustainable mentality, because if, if I can never trust any source of information ever you know that's ever been given to me uh it just feels like yeah. you don't get to stand on the shoulders of giants anymore and that's sort of yeah. what modern you know civilization and humanity's kind of brought us to is that we all just assume that the stuff that's always been going on and the knowledge that's always been around just been correct and like sometimes you just gotta you know fudge those numbers a little bit and we get far enough ahead of it but really you start peeling right those now. layers back maybe Not everything is everything a lie everything is a psyop <laughs> yeah, for sure and that's a big problem we have right now is everything's a psyop nothing's real and but to me it's like pattern recognition right you see if it's just one time okay maybe it's but if you continuously see things throughout history like we're talking about bigfoot when people say oh bigfoot's not real man but when you hear enough sightings so many that people don't know each other and they sound similar and the same things happen. That's pattern recognition. We're like, okay, well, this has happened a bunch of times. This makes sense. So when we go back into history as well, they can't all be wrong. They're not all in a plot. Like I get it. There is these cabals and, and factions of elitist people that throughout <laughs> time, you know, try to rule things. But that's not that they're control of everything they're not in control of all humanity's uh, consciousness they may dictate and manipulate things to get away or get what they want but there's people that have actual thoughts and we could read them they're through history but when you think it's all uh, a waste of time or like t tartaria for instance we did an episode on tartaria and you know it's a sounds great it's fantastical i love the fantastical i like to delve into it i don't know if it's true or not but then when you start hearing then they're saying well yeah tartaria on old maps it's all over old maps and then you come to find out that they said that tartaria meant what that there is no that no habitants it's a it's a empty undiscovered place so now it takes the sail out through uh, the wind out of their sails and they're like, wait a second. But Tartaria is like this secret place that everybody knows about. No, it was really just artists, undiscovered. Like being hell. Like that, that idea, too. Yeah. I've, knows, man. Hey, it's Nate. Yeah. Because you talk about 
and he and I talked about this and I did, we did a deep dive on Tartaria, but I talked about that too. Like the whole Tartarus thing being in the Bible, also being, um, in Greek culture too, as like a, a place under the earth. And I almost wonder if some of those maps are actually talking about something hidden in the earth. And that's where you get some of your giant, um, uh, analogies from or even actual giants coming out of the earth there i think i think that's where you get it from i just don't i i've done too much digging on the tartaria thing to really just be like yeah that's uh i just think it's a psyop that's my personal opinion on it um there's parts of it that are the thing is they they fucking tie everything together so they're talking about like like i'll i'll listen to somebody that's talking about tartaria and they're talking about the world fair and shit i'm like yeah dude there is something to that there's something fucking oh yeah absolutely and then they're also tying that into like oh did you know that every mountain is a melted building and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, what? <laughs> it, like, I love the idea. Yeah, I can follow how plaster of Paris works, but no one's explained the, the Tesla death ray that melts uh, a huge building into a mountain yet. Like, I love the the hidden history. You got me. But they, there is so many fucking psyops into that shit. And it's like and that's why they do it, because they want to cover up that fucking history that they're fucking trying to. Uphold. Well, I think it's not all psyop. It's not all cover up what happens. And this is just my opinion. I think as human beings, we want to be right about stuff and we want to have this knowledge that we think other people don't have. So when people think that, like, for sure, I figured out the shape of the earth, for sure, I figured out about this hidden thing. There may be bits and pieces of truth mixed in there, but they can't get unrooted because when you unroot their it's it's important for them to be derooted but they can't let it go you know they're like i have to be right on this i have to be right on this ego, and i think man. that's something that's that we they deal with a lot when humans fucking, they need to do some psychedelics noticed, and lose that ego quick <laughs> <laughs> i've noticed there's a, a very strong uh religious um sort of like vein when you get into like the hardcore flat earthers and i think part of it is that it it takes it away from this like secular globe that science can explain and there's gravity and there's you know like planetary systems and it's like no 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 there's really a sky daddy and the the, the planet is flat and the sky daddy is the one that put us here it, it reconnects that like old biblical sort of like genesis approach of you know humans being special i think th- there's almost like this underlying context of that if you're a a globe tard right if you're a glober then you just you're an atheist and you're just like a secular person that only believes in science but if you're flat earth then you're believing in miracles and i mean i know it's not that cut and dry but it almost seems like there's these constant patterns that pop up every flat earther is a christian but like I'd say like three fourths of them are more than sure. that. Nate. There is something to that. more than yeah. that. Nate. Like yeah. I, I think it, it re- and here's the thing. And listen, and I'm going to eventually at some point, I'm going to do a biblical uh, tear down a flat earth. Uh, I've been plotting this is my next like presentation I'm going to do. Cause I can do that. So I, I can Dude, tell you, you are going to make so many people mad and I and love you it. You know me, I don't give a <laughs> you fuck. You are the bravest person. Like, I will do it. And the thing is there <laughs> biblically, you can prove that it's not flat. There's so many things that you can't, you can go to, to, to disprove that. So I, I don't even, I don't even buy that. And I also think it's very arrogant 
arrogant of us as human beings to say that we're the center of attention and to say that that God in his scope couldn't be bigger than all that. Like, it, first off, it, by you saying that it's one way is saying that you know how God operates. And that's stupid. That is ridiculous, man. None of us know how, how any of that spiritual stuff operates. We, we just hope to hold on to... We just Watch hope to... Watch out, Flat Earthers. Yeah, I got... Is this I, a butt cheeks <laughs> tight fucking moment? I love listening to your podcast. We gotta keep the butt oh, cheeks tight. These, the cheeks yeah, we get, are... We, 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 like, just imagine, like, the cheeks of, like, a lime that has been sucked out of the juice. Like, it's tight, hey, bro. Listen, like, it's- hey, listen, I, I just I just did a teardown with Tony Merkel about how the, the Earth's billions of years old, man. You talk about that 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 flat earth community that thinks it's 6,000 years old, man, and we're hot, heated. Because, 500, dude. Yeah, I know it's, some folks it, think it's 500. Whew, that's so crazy <laughs> to me, man. And it's like, but here's the thing. Just saying that you don't know, but you've you've worked your way into figuring some things out, but you still don't know is the right way to approach anything. I hate it when people say they've got it figured it out. Figured out at that point, then I just don't want to listen to you anymore because none of us have anything figured out. So so to even start talking like that is to me is is arrogant uh, is very arrogant to say that you know exactly how something is. I I just don't like that mentality. I've never been adherent to that. I'll give you a, a bunch of theories and I've done a ton of research on a bunch of theories and yeah, I've got some good knowledge here, but at the end of the day, I could be dead wrong with all of it and I'm okay with that. I think that's, as human beings, it's hard for people to be okay with being wrong. It, it's just a it, an innate thing that's built in us that we have to be right, we have to be on top, and we have to know more than you do. So you're saying you can show the curve right now? You can show the curve. And I can fucking show the curve. Oh, you want to see some curves? We say I want to see some curves. Show the curve, show the curve man. <laughs> oh, I'll show you the curve. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I love flat earthers. Oh, they're good. We love you guys. It's yeah, they all right. get the right idea about right. some stuff. Just a tip. I've had so many conversations with them. No, and there's there's a lot of stuff that they have good stuff. And, 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 you know, we're obviously generalizing. It's like with anything, when something becomes like same thing, like we were talking about, go back to what we originally talking about Bigfoot, the original, everybody that's like those Bigfoot pe- researchers in the beginning that will not change their thoughts at all yep. that are like, nope, it has to be this. It has to be a only a physical blood creature that's uh, in this certain area. That's it. That's kind of the same concept. It's like, you're not letting your mind really go out there and critically think and discover things. You are preventing yourself and capping yourself off immediately that it has to be this or it's nothing. And I think that's when you lose creativity, you lose like the imagination of being a human because we're going to constantly be going through this world, trying to figure things out and we're going to get bits and pieces. I don't think we're ever going to, fully understand until we elevate to whatever that level is, whether it be heaven, whether it be a consciousness, whatever we call it. If we elevate to a certain level, then maybe we will understand it. But at this moment, the level we are at humans, I just think that it's impossible for us to see the full picture. And most people are stuck in their perception and not the perspective because their perception of things are like, hey, this is how it's supposed to be. And I think this, I think instead of seeing the perspective and taking themselves out and looking around and going, oh, well, that makes sense. This is why he believes 
he's at. And I think that just stunts him. That's why me and Joel get along really well because we're both go, hey, we might not agree. Uh, you know, he might think this, I might think this, but at the end of the day, we're both going to hear each other out because we're like, hey, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't fully know. I might have read all this shit. I don't really know, though. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, guys. Uh, I just want to say it was a blast having you guys on today. It's always fun working with you guys. And uh, again, I'm sure we'll be working with you again. It's inevitable, uh, especially when you're open-minded and you're able to cognitively use your brain cells and not be so deep-rooted in a, you know, a belief system and this has to be right. You know what I mean? And, and I love people like that because I feel like you actually get closer to the truth when you think that way. And I think that you know, a, a, as a group, I think that really, and I hate using the term because it's been overused, but the truth or community, um, I think that's what it should be. It should be a group of people seeking the truth and not beating the other person down for having a wildly different idea than the normal group or herd. Because at the end of the day, like we're not supposed to be all herding together, man. We're just like the rest of them if we're doing that. Agreed, man. Absolutely. Yeah, if you guys can. Now, then they, they all turn into they their do. own little religions, Absolutely. their own like respect, you know, like the flat earth religion. And I mean, that's it's kind of and that's where people get obsessed with the canon of the religion. Right. Those are the people that get into fights over like which Star Trek <laughs> fan fiction is more accurate than the other one, yeah. even though they're both like in love with the exact same, you know, IP. Right. Like they, they love the same thing, but it'll be like, no, you know, Han shot first. No, we didn't. And then now those people are mortal enemies, even though they're bonding over this thing that like everyone else would assume that they're in the same camp. It really it's funny is. how that works. It's, it's well, in every Thomas, single now angle. Now you got though. the Trekkies mad at us. We got the Flat Earthers mad at us. We got the Bigfoot community mad at us. Maybe well, the I'll alien people. there too that, uh, that <laughs> Psalm 23 is actually a hymn to uh, the God Ball. So there, throw that one out there for all the Christians. <laughs> so before we get out of here though, fellas, can you let everybody know again where they can find you, the podcast and all the extra activities oh, you yeah, guys are man. doing? Uh, check us out, man. Reality's ours. Uh, you can check us out on Rockfin. That's where we have our, if you want to see our pretty face, uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, whatever. Uh, we're real approachable, dude. We love talking to our fans. Uh, so we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Telegram. Join our fucking channel and send some spicy memes. It's all, it's all good and fun. Um, and also hit us up, dude. Uh, give us five stars on Apple. That'd be great. Um, we had a couple fucking one stars that say we cuss too much. Uh, so, so we, we used to have five stars, and then it, we're like four points right now. It's, it's not we; it's mostly <laughs> me. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so give us like so bump up our ratings, so we're better than four point six right now. That'd be awesome. And then uh, yeah, hit us up realitystars at gmail .com. Come grab a beer with me. Let's talk fucking Bigfoot. Let's talk about interdimensional Bigfoot. Joe Biden being a pedophile. Whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about flat Earth. We can have a good time having beers. <laughs> And while you're listening to the Reality Czars podcast, make sure you check out ParanoidAmerican.com. Grab yourself some comics, some stickers, some shirts. What I'm holding up right now is the Paranoid pamphlet MK Ultra. This is the first one I did that breaks down the entire history of MK Ultra from Paperclip, Bluebird, Delta, everything, all the way up into modern day. Covers the Church Commission. Um, it's even got some cool little uh extra previews to some of our other comics in here so there's that one and then there's also the homunculus owners manual you can get a both at paranoidamerican.com and uh 
And for the music lovers, yeah, make sure to look, just search for Sound Scientist on Spotify. If you like Joel's music, you'll love this music too. So right there, Instrumentally Sounds, the name of the album. And you can find everything from us that we do at killthemockingbirds.com. Go check out Instagram while we're unshadow banned or kind of not unshadow banned or kind of out of jail, but you can still follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, Sean Chris music, Van Tesla music, and don't forget to check out all of our music, Joel Thomas and Sean Chris on all music streaming platforms. Give us that five star review. And uh, Sean, you know, I'm just thinking, man, we kept talking about the uh, redheaded Bigfoot, man, and I. <sighs> She talked to me for a minute today, Sean. She did. Jin Saki talked to me for a minute today. And I'm working my way up, man. I, I And everybody knows it's been listening to this podcast. It's been a year, a year long now. And I've worked my way up to a minute. I'm wearing her down. I'm wearing her down. In a good way, though. She's understanding that little. this pure-blooded Nephilim ginger blood that we have from the gods, the Isis gene that pumps through our veins... Is going to create gods the for children. Imaginable. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, they're going to be. I don't the, step the, on your toes, but dude, Jen Saki is pretty sexy, actually. I kind of dig her. Yeah, real, I see what you see. Whoa, 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 <laughs> hey, man. This is, uh, I mean, so realities are. Realities are is now ran story. by just, by just <laughs> Thomas. Because Nate went missing after this show. <laughs> <laughs> I got to throw out there, too. On, there's a site called Civitai, uh, C-I-V-I-T-A-I, where you put AI models. And I actually trained a, a Jempasaki AI right. model. So if you want to uh, download that, you can go <laughs> grab it for free. You guys are honing in on my shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat, brat, bird killers. I'm taping my dick and my balls to my leg. I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bra Just in my wig, bikini Chanel I joined the women's beach volleyball league I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussion So I'm hitting the heads, it's only technique One shot, two shot, three shot, four Five shot, six shot, seven shot, more I love me some Kamala, she is phenomenal Proving that anything's possible From side chick to Montel She must be a minor the way that she worked all those shots To get to the top of the capital Almost forgot about Brandon Still stuttering all of his speeches Cue up the clap track Green scared some more people Rachel Levine sat clapped Everybody worked up about Elon Buying Twitter like he gon' save us Left and right squabbling while he got chips For your heads calling him courageous No bueno, I answered and no one Start calling me NATO Digital cheese on the way though Get you a bowl of alfredo It's a woke summer, I need another booster Before I hit the beach BLM on my koozie Patrice Colors Virtue signal every damn flag but my own Cause we're all so oppressed Let me tweet it on my phone Swipe white, booster badge For the code 
regular summer Into a COVID winter These are moments to remember As I puffin' on my ember Moderna and Pfizer Time to go on a bender Don't assume my gender Purple bang just a blocker Non-binary doctor Betty Cocker Fighting all meth monsters Myocarditis playing soccer Klaus Schwab snoring home or blocker Kick rocks, slap ass at the Oscars Yellow and blue emoji It's a woke summer I need another booster Before I hit the beach BLM on my koozie Communism stove Beyond me looking juicy Checking on your privilege They them drop your booty It's a woke summer I need another booster Let's party in a mansion Let's call Patrice Colors Virtue signal every damn flag But my own Sincerely, NPC sincerely. Yeah. What the elites and these kids have in common? What? They spoil rotten. Don't egg them on, it's a problem. Walk around the shells when you carry that cotton. This life is 26.2. When you throw my do so, who you point to? Newfound thinker, I'm an NFT. But the caveat is you can't purchase me. Small contract, got contingencies. I'm silent with solidity. Oh, your VPN still collect data. Metaverse is an embedded. With the chicken, it's all just a vision. Let's hide it with lawns. How many of us is in a quandary? How many? I'm just one. Let's glance at the stars. One way ticket to Mars. Who's the subject for the cause? We gotta do it for cause. They a sneaky little fox. But I'm Jamie, give them bars. Sit a sit up by the law. I keep it 300 in my thigh. Of course, I'm boosted both ways. I'm riding my horse. Utterance, butter to the ones of remorse. I picked a degree and still had some work. Alleging free, and I'm not the first to pay. Gas isn't bad, and puts us at worse. I'm starting to see you guys ain't way. V, you just wanna make things worse. How dare you?
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.